Hey, Nerf Herders, you're listening to Voices from the Outer Rim. Uh, this is our first episode. My name's Evan. We got Cole and Emily. And uh, we're going to give you your Star Wars news. Uh, so, uh, Cole, why don't you start us off with the 501st? Yeah, so I am a member of the 501st, 501st Legion, however you want to say it. Uh, that They are a, uh elite Star Wars organization that has three main goals and that is to promote interest in star wars facilitate the use of costumes and contribute uh contribute in the sense that um we put our resources to good use through fundraising charity work and volunteering that is what that like everyone in the 501st get does their what they do for free while they still pay for like their own costume and everything so it's really cool to see like how i i I never got into volunteering i never did anything until like the 501st and it's really cool to like dress up in a costume and like go and make kids smile and let the kids see you and they're like oh my gosh like what is that so (laughs) um they're the 501st is spread out across the world about i think it's 60 countries i'll have to look up that up it's like 60 countries and over 120 garrisons which those garrisons are then made up of like smaller squads for instance the florida garrison has five squads and in the uh, location that we are right now we're part of the felucia region so we're we're with the makazi squad that's what they call it um, I don't know what that name originates from, but they have about 150 members, I think. They're really big. Um, a smaller one would be the one that I'm uh, a part of back home. That squad is the 70th Explorers Garrison. They have We have about 25 members. Um, it was really small. You have to have 10 members to like create your own squad. No. 20 members to create your own squad but you can like have your own area at 10 members how do you like register once you have a group how do you register or, like, like if you, you have 20 people 10 people or whatever that this is a garrison now yeah so what you have to do is and i don't know this entirely um i can find it but when you want to be in the legion and you want to have your own squad, you basically go to the, um, I'm, I don't know what their n- actual name is. It's like the uh, commanding officers, the LCOs that are uh, in the Legion already. And they're the ones that basically approve you from, but they do it from the garrison that you're in. Like you do it based off of your location. So because I'm, I'm from Kansas, we have like our main garrison up in Kansas City, Missouri. And they're the ones that they have like the all the LCOs and um, they they do everything for like the the garrison as a whole. But we like pick our own. Ev- we get our own events. People request our events based on the location and everything. And we're allowed to go like to Kansas City or go to Missouri and troop in those events as well because it's the same garrison. However, if you're going to troop outside of your garrison, I think you have to, like, know the people that are in charge of that garrison or squad specifically. So, like, if your 
group was going to want to go to like um, celebration over in Anaheim mm-hmm. and dress up and stuff like that, you'd have to like talk to them first. Or you're saying like that's if you wanted to do no, some that is charity a work. that is a different instance. Uh, celebration is for with the five hundred first for celebration. What you you just have to say like you just have to show that you're with the 501st and like they have this whole area just for the 501st to like change and everything. And then I remember in Orlando, the 501st yeah. was just huge. We, there there so was many. hardly anybody at uh, Chicago celebration 2019 really? just because everything that they were doing, like how they were having everything. They, you couldn't, you couldn't go and set your armor and leave it in a room. You couldn't change um, at the venue yeah th- you so like no one was there there was a lot of like jolly roger squadron which is anyone that's a type fighter tie pilot they call it the jolly roger squadron they had a big thing for that but those are more soft goods costumes mm-hmm. than they are like armored so yeah i was gonna do something like that when i came down that's here. my uh dream costume which one pilot tie pilot which Maybe. one specifically I've i was going for more like a uh, suntir fell type uh, costume with the red uh, details. Yeah, because I always really like that. And you guys know, and I've said it for a while. I want to make my own Mandalorian armor, but yes. like not just like armor. straight so up, cool. like normal, like copying something that's already been on screen. I kind of want to make like my own, but still within like regulation. I was talking with Cole about it before. So what what kind of costume do you say? Like a Suntir Fell type. The Baron yes, exactly yeah. that one that yeah. you have pulled up with yeah. the gray and. Yeah, um, they're not necessarily difficult costumes. No, the, they're, the they're hard, really the not. hard, the hard parts are the, the challenge. I already have the patch. I have it glued on the interior. So, you know, people have their their uh, Star Wars costumes. Mm-hmm. I went one above. I have a Star Wars car. <laughs> I mean, um, it, it's it's kind of a reach calling it a Star Wars car. It definitely has you gotten there. You have a white car with stormtrooper elements to it. But uh, I managed to get the. Uh, we we actually have quite a bit of five hundred first patches. Um, oh, you yeah. do. You get a lot of them from flea markets. Yeah, don't you? the flea market here. Um, there's a comic book store that sells Title patches, comics. and they have so many five hundred first patches from all over the place. There, yeah, I I really and like just the patches. funny ones in general. Like, uh, was it Jar Jar Anonymous Club or whatever? Jar Jar fans anonymous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anonymous. And then he also got me. A s- they spoofed uh, Jay and Silent Bob, but it's Greedo. Is it Greedo and Han? Greedo Solo? and Han. Yeah. But um, it says Han smoked first. And uh, <laughs> another one I have. Uh, is the circle jerks uh skanking man but it's a stormtrooper and it's the anarchy trooper uh insignia i guess and it's that's that's pretty cool that's yeah, yeah that is cool no i'm reading up on this uh when does this baron fell when is he shown uh he ends up in the x-wing expanded universe x-wing okay. comics yeah because i'm reading about him and it says that he's considered among the best starfighter pilots in the galaxy due to his outstanding service as a pilot emperor palpatine himself granted suntir their title of baron of the empire until he betrayed him and became a uh the sweet yeah rogue uh rogue squadron pilot really yeah how interesting um yeah him and wedge were good buddies oh okay That's yeah cool. he actually was uh well like eu actually expanded with uh he was like working. He was in Han Solo's training group. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, for so it to say that he's one of the best starfighter pilots in the galaxy. I'm I know like, it's fitting for me. Right? Well, wait a minute, because oh, is it fitting for you? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Okay. Doesn't even have a private <laughs> license. <laughs> oh, I do see that. It says that it was Star Wars expanded universe. Sorry. Like you've ever flown a plane in general? No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've flown X wings and Y wings. I've All flown right. stuff in <laughs> video games. And Dave and Buster's had a simulator for a while. I hated that simulator. It was so much fun. It was. Maybe because you're a- you've actually flown planes, you don't like it. But I've never yeah, actually. Because I like plane. to be able to control where I go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Emily, why don't you take us away with what you got? Cole's all done. Well, five oh four stuff. No, I will say this real quick. Um, the last update that we have from the five oh first back in twenty eighteen was that there was in twenty eighteen there was one hundred and ninety eight thousand volunteer hours worked. Wow. Uh endowment fund of hundred and eighty two thousand. Dollars donated was eight hundred thousand eight hundred. And as of uh, January 2018, there is 12,000 active members. I know that that has grown to over 15 now. That's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I guess moving on to me, I'm going to be talking about a lot of stuff that you see on screen, the movies, the TV shows, um, and then the like elements that you might either not catch on to or you might not know about. Um, I'm going to keep it kind of basic today. We just had the Rise of Skywalker release about a month ago. And one of my favorite things... It was a month ago today. It was a month ago today? Like to the day. Oh, look at us. Yeah, we for those of you Sundays. listening, um, <laughs> today's January 19th. So you're right. It released a month ago today. Um, but anyway, m- one of my favorite things that I just haven't forgotten about... I saw the movie three times. And I plan on seeing it at least one more time before it leaves theaters. But... The <coughs> battle of light and dark in that movie, because I have I have one friend in particular who will argue that there wasn't balance brought to the force at the end of that movie, and I I strongly disagree. Evan's laughing off to the side. The, there 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 was I mean, it depends what they do with Ray at this point, being that she inherently, given her lineage, has dark in her, and that she chooses the light. That I'm fine with. Yeah. That I'd say agrees. That's what happened. But if it's just, oh, you know, goody, goody, two shoes, Ray. No, no, I mean, what I what I appreciate and what I've taken from it is her battle between the light and the dark throughout this whole trilogy has been really interesting to watch. You know, we started out in The Force Awakens where she was very innocent. She didn't really know anything much about light and dark. She was just trying to survive and trying to find her parents. Um in The Last Jedi, once she finally really started to get going, which, by the way, side note, I saw on Reddit today, somebody put a side-by-side of Rey's training scene on the island with The Rock and Kylo's fight with Luke, and it was match-for-match match the exact fight that, that Rey had with The Rock that Kylo had with Luke, and I thought that was super, super cool. It was so pretty. So nice. Such a nice touch that you just wouldn't notice until somebody pointed it out. Um but going back to uh, her light in the dark, you know, in The Last Jedi, we start to see her and Kylo really have this connection that we're really confused about. You know, like they are able to connect, but we're not quite sure how they can see each other, but they can't see anything else. What's going on? Um, and then in The Rise of Skywalker, of course, everything culminates. They're now not just seeing each other and not the background. They're able to bring elements into scenes just by that connection so uh, that was something i was very fascinated with um but at the end of it you know we find out she's a spoiler she's palpatine um which are other questions that i'll have that i will not touch on today um and she decides at the end of the movie to claim herself as a skywalker 
because that's all she's really ever trained with and known. But what I appreciate is that you see her wanting to learn as much as she can, whether it's the light or the dark. You know, when she was on the island with Luke, um, she went down that pit like immediately, even though Luke told her not to. Um, she researches through all the Jedi text. She, I feel like, just like in Ezra and Rebels, if she had the chance to go to a Sith temple, like aside from the one that Palpatine was in to learn, I'm sure that she would because she just she wants to understand the force. She wants to understand her purpose and her place and her abilities. So that's where I think the balance comes in. And the fact that there's like not really many Jedi left. Well, that goes back to the whole um, and it's it's kind of weird. I think how they've almost I don't even know if they intended to build off this. But towards the end of the prequels, you see Yoda being very uncomfortable yeah. with the way he things are going. He starts to turn into a shell. And you notice that, you know, things are clouding in this. And I'm thinking just, you know, I don't know where they'll go with this. This is me speculating. But the whole idea of ignorance of the world around you, ignorance of your enemy, enemy is really just as much a path to the dark side as it would be the hate and anger and all. Yeah. Because... Let's face it, ignorance leads to hate and fear and anger. I mean, look at look at what we see with the Mandalorian with the Tusken Raiders. Mm-hmm. Our entire lives we've been told these Tusken Raiders are these like monsters that are out to kill people and they're just protecting their own home. You yeah. know, because but, but through our ignorance we start well, I never hated them. I actually love Tusken Raiders, but people were told to hate them. Um so it's interesting to me to see maybe, you know, the understanding of both sides and understanding it as a whole, which is something in the EU uh, was really big with the uh, Luke's Jedi Academy. Um, you know, cause you're he, taking away from my movie segment with your he did. extended lore. Well, I'm just saying, cause I, they are bringing a lot of that back in, but showing that the understanding the full spectrum, spectrum yeah. is more important than right or wrong. Yeah. Because well, that was one of my favorite storylines and rebels was, Ezra wanting to learn both sides, not necessarily because he wasn't sure if he wanted to be on the light side, but just because he just, he wanted to know as much as he could. Well, that's one of the things he says, and this actually, once again, harkens back to a old video game, uh, Jedi Academy. You know, Ezra even says, it's a tool, we can use it. Mm-hmm. And there was when, in the game, you're being trained by Kyle Katarn, and he says, you know, the Force is a tool. You know, light and dark are open to you. It's how you use it that determines your path. Um, moving, moving on real quick, just to another thing, just so I don't forget. Um, cause I forgot all my reading materials cause I just woke up. Um, one of my other favorite visual aspects of the rise of Skywalker was watching Kylo's transition back into Ben Solo. What's wrong? I want to say something when, uh, oh, okay. to add on with this, um, <coughs> in when, okay. When Ray finds her way into Kylo's room on his ship. And he tunes into her. That's all. I don't know how to call it. He tunes into her. That's what I'm going to call it. Um, In that room, if you're looking, it's a very bright room for a supreme leader and a Sith man. Could you imagine having to clean that? It's so white and bright. And I'm like, this isn't something of somebody who is truly evil. The pedestal with Darth Vader's mask is dark. But the pedestal with Chewie's stuff on it, his bowcaster his belt and then the dagger was on a white pedestal and that just shows me right there that his balance between light and dark was completely thrown off he was way more towards the light 
before any of that other stuff happened with Leia. And so while I'm sad and I know that they had to do that with Carrie Fisher because she was already dead, it just made me sad because I feel like they maybe could have done it another way because clearly he was already leaning more towards the light. Just by that room visual, I knew. Well, the whole the whole story harkens back to, and you guys know Solo is one of my favorite Star Wars films of all time. It's one of my favorite films. But when, Same. at the end, uh, Solo's there and Kira goes, she's like, you know, you're the good guy. And the he's like, no, movie. no, I'm not. Ugh. It's basically like father, like son. You know, he wants to be the bad guy, but he's really not. Yeah. And I think that we see that through this trilogy. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, they, they talk bad about Last Jedi and all, well, but he now that we see the Vader. whole trilogy, though, we see that, you know, there's, there's, it just, it, it just cleans everything up so nicely. And as a character, he, he forms into this thing that's just like, I just, okay. I'm so sad that we didn't get to see more Ben. Seeing uh, Ben. In the, in the comics, we are, though. But that's, mm-hmm. Adam Driver as Ben is what I mean, because he did such a fantastic job in these films. That little, the handoff, everybody knows what I'm talking about. The handoff yeah. behind his back, and he does the uh, stance. Yeah, his, I just, well, it's that, also, uh, it's like a reference back to, Return of the Jedi, yeah. and anyway, like, and then yeah. when it, when he has the blade the behind his back, shrug, like he's in danger. All these but, buddies that we don't oh know gosh. about that he's like trained with are around him. And when he's got the blade behind his back, and he's like, they the Knights of Ren swipe over with their I don't know what weapons we, we, weapon yeah, I guess stuff, yeah. I don't know the correct term. None of us. And did. he just like he just like takes a breath. He's like, like yeah. Oh, that's so good. It was, it was just there was there was as much hate as people want to give these movies. I loved The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. I liked this trilogy. I really, I, sure, there are so many ways that they could have done it better. There's also a lot of ways that they could have done it worse. If you could rank the nine movies in the Skywalker so- uh, the Skywalker saga no, right now. No, no, let's not me. do this. Um, <laughs> I think we should. Okay. I mean, my number one will probably be um, Revenge of the Sith, to be completely honest with you. Same. My last one. Like, <sighs> least favorite? Like going just in that order. In the Skywalker saga. In the Skywalker saga. My last one. I mean, I don't want to hate on the Phantom Menace that much. Cause no, but. It's I don't hate it, but it is like storyline the, slo- the it weakest. It is the slowest. Yeah. It's still better I than Attack of the Clones. I like Attack of the Clones. <sighs> That's like in my top five. I mean. I it, didn't like it, it when it came out. I, I like, like Attack of the Clones a little bit more than Phantom Menace. Yeah. Unpopular opinion. Um, it's like my fifth favorite. It probably, <laughs> it's so hard to rank them because I like all yeah. of them. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, Revenge of the Sith definitely holds a special place in my heart just because I think that that story was written really well, mm-hmm. all elements of it. And it was the first Star Wars movie I got to see in theaters and I never thought Lucky. I'd get to see one again yeah. until the new trilogy happened. Right. But No, my first one's easily Solo. Um, That's not Skywalker Saga. Oh, we're doing, Sky- oh, we're doing Skywalker, Skywalker Saga. Saga. Uh, well, my first one's going to be uh, Empire Strikes Back. And not because it's, you know, everyone's the, the greatest that? sequel ever made or anything like that. No, it's got AT-ATs in it, and that's good enough for me. Next <laughs> week, let's actually bring an actual list that we've thought about. Well, we're going to do... Uh, because it's hard to do it off the top of our head. We're going right to do a... Uh, I, we'll do a Facebook post with it. No, we'll talk about it on the on next episode. That's no fun. People aren't listening to a podcast to look at Facebook. True. Come on, they listen to it in the car, they Facebook while they drive, it's perfect. Oh, oh. my gosh. Where's, the, where's the no texting while driving PSA? <laughs> <laughs> I need to play that. Um, um, but, nah. no, I mean, to, the to least wrap favorites, up. definitely Attack of the Clones, though. Okay. I just, okay. 
too much talking. There is a lot of talking. There is. <laughs> Less talking, more killing. <laughs> um, wrapping up my segment, um, it's definitely like I loved in this new trilogy the balance of light and dark that they visually showed. I thought that was really, really well done. I mean, you could feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I felt like the first movie was a lot brighter. You literally visually brighter. Yeah. The second movie was just so dark and heavy. I still like whenever I think about The Last Jedi, it just feels heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, probably mostly because of that space race. <laughs> like a boulder just like oh crushing you. <laughs> it's so it's so hard it's watching ominous. some of that movie. It is ominous. Yeah. Um, that that Holdo maneuver though, I'll never forget that. Oh, uh, that just uh, I wanted to cry honestly. It was so well done though. I know you don't like it, Spaz. I I'm not a I I, want, I, I actually don't mind mind the movie. I like want a I actually really enjoy Snoke the movie. Ship. I think it's a very symbolic movie. Oh, uh, yeah. As Ryan Johnson, I mean, me and you have had this discussion a million times, especially with this Knives Out that just came out, mm-hmm. which it's, was a really fun it's, movie. He excels in foreshadowing through symbolism. Yeah, always has. Which I yeah. am a sucker for. I just want to prove Ryan. But no, uh, I met Ryan at I, Celebration. Okay. Yeah, in 2017. <laughs> yeah. I have a signature. I met I Hayden Christensen. Him. What do you want? I met I young Hayden Boba Fett. I have no idea who the kid's name is. Uh, the kid who played Anakin? No, the kid who played young Boba Fett. Oh. We were like the same age, too. It was weird. Um, so you could be Boba Fett. Maybe I am. You're not. <laughs> well, since we're going into uh, Twilight oh, Zone. No. Welcome. You're to done. Just to wrap up. So Last Jedi was dark and heavy and then the rise of skywalker i thought was a really well balanced thought out movie and i loved it and that fleet of those star destroyers were amazing evan take it away since we started doing the twilight zone thing i came across this interesting uh article on the jedi temple archives called the hasbro zone welcome to the hasbro zone (laughs) um so my role here is the pop culture toy guy um as far as experience and all goes, I am an avid collector of Star Wars action figures and Legos. I've built is a massive dioramas. Uh, I am the creator of Flyboy Creations. Uh, that's on Instagram and Facebook. Check it out. Uh, it we, really is. We and we're getting ourselves? into. Sure, we can get onto. Uh, we just started getting. I just started getting into like fireworks and explosives. So things are about to start getting kind of fun um, with the photos. Uh, but anyway, I get found this article. It's called The Hasbro Zone. And so for those of you who aren't super familiar with what's going on in the Star Wars toy community, I'd say about 15 years ago was the height of Star Wars toys. You had the Legacy Collection. You had a Vintage Collection. You had the Saga Collection, basically all culminating. We were getting four-foot-tall AT-ATs and, you know, you could go into any store, whether it's Walmart, Target, Toys R Us, any sort of comic book store and it's just i clearly remember and reminisce regularly just walls of action for every character in the sunlight you know and uh revenge of the sith came out and you could buy every senator in the senate scenes and it was the coolest thing to me and i'm still to this day trying to get them (laughs) Um, i have the senate (laughs) hey I would have had all the younglings too, but you know, you saw me buy an Anakin figure and go to buy a bunch of younglings. You were like, you were not making that diorama. You were not killing all the. I mean, I we're not. You can do whatever you want. Now. I thought you were gonna say I could have bought a bunch of youngling figure figures, but Anakin killed them all. <laughs> well, I mean, that was the diorama I was gonna make. No, but, I just uh, killed the dream. Uh, anyway, 
this article's on Jedi Temple Archives. Uh, if you ever get a chance, I would really suggest you actually read through it. But the synopsis basically is is that, you know, Star Wars is actually doing pretty decently as far as toys go. But the problem is is there's a disconnect between Disney and Hasbro. Uh, really? Disney, Disney is holding back a lot of spoilers and stuff. So we got six figures for Rise of Skywalker on card backs, like normal three-inch figures which is what I specialize in. I am kind of getting into six, but we'll get into news with those later. Basically, what it is, we got six figures for uh, Rise of Skywalker in that thing um, for which the line. And what? Which figures were they? Uh, we got a Knight of Ren. We got Zori Bliss. A single Knight Bliss. of Ren? We, yes, we only got one Knight of Ren. <laughs> uh, we got Zori Bliss. We got Poe Dameron in his flight suit. Uh, we got... Hmm... We got array? Sith Trooper, Sith Jet Trooper, and Array. Okay. Uh, all of them absolutely gorgeous figures. Uh, the Vintage Collection right Those now Sith troopers. Mm-hmm. is some of the best quality action figures I've probably seen in my entire life. Um, but the issue is, is with that quality, ha- Disney doesn't want to release information to Hasbro until after the fact. So, like, for the example, The Mandalorian came out in october we're not getting any sort of hasbro related baby yoda stuff until within until like the next two three months yeah they lost billions of dollars because of that because it's going to be out of the popular rhetoric it's going to be out of the zeitgeist well to be fair i think disney wanted to have it first because they've had it in the parks they have yes. baby yoda yes. stuff and now like build a bear is getting it but, like that's what i'm like saying that. like the merchandising because nobody knew about it until the day it released and people saw it um so that's really the big issue is there's this disconnect. Um, so they're not getting any of the rights, for, even for like background characters and stuff from Disney, because Disney's keeping everything really sealed with mm-hmm. the non-disclosure agreements. Um, then again, thinking back, I can't really recall when the action figures gave away any spoilers. So I mean, to be fair, knowing me, because I only watched like the first trailer for The Rise of Skywalker, and then I didn't watch any more, just because I kind of wanted to go in without many like pre-thought ideas. If I had seen something called a Sith Trooper, I would have started speculating. I would have thought, like, started thinking, because I didn't want to see that. That was a major plot point in the movie, was a Sith Trooper. But but that's I all understand. you get, is you get a figure called a Sith Trooper. And they don't. the nice thing about, especially the Vintage Collection, is they don't give you a description on the back. So you actually have no idea what the hell it is. That's true. So I see what you mean. Um, but it is interesting, too, because some of the upcoming Vintage Collections are all repacks. And we do have in February the major toy con in New York. Uh, so it is going to be interesting. Supposedly, there's a bunch of rumored Mandalorian and uh, Rise of Skywalker figures to be released there. And, I mean, I'm all for it, of course. And I'm sure Emperor, you know, the new, a new Palpatine's in the work and I want to see a new Palpatine, especially with, like, the red underneath the robe. Can that I looks so good. The, the him attached to that apparatus. <laughs> I still want my jar of Snokes, which apparently Snokes are going on sale at Walmart's for like two eighty six. Oh my god! So you can gosh. make all your Snoke jars. I'm gonna make a pile of Snoke jars. You um, should sell them too. I might honestly. Can you put glitter in mine? Stop. Uh, you're don't ru- ruin you're it. Yeah, you're ruining <laughs> it. <Emily>. Um, <laughs> so it is interesting to see where this is gonna come. Of course, we'll. I'm avidly waiting to see uh, the New York Toy Con, but it is a great article. It's called uh, The Hasbro Zone. Uh, moving mm. on. Can we get a count how many times you said Hasbro Zone in the last few Oh, years? I think it's a, it's a hysterical name. It's really funny. Um, 
because it, it kind of is the twilight zone for collectors right now. Like it, it's hard to believe, you know, stars has been going on now. Uh, this year is the 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. This is the first time in that 40 year thing where we've really had this happen where there's this like year nothing. It's 43 years. 40, 40 for Empire is what right. I mean. Like, but I mean, just for Star Wars from that general. point. Well, I'm, <sighs> I'm just saying. I ain't counting the days. I am. Um, but now that we're done kind of with the doom and gloom, there is actually some good news. Um, a lot of Walmarts are re- uh, resetting their vintage collection aisles and their toy aisles. Um, so it does look like there are going to be significant restocks. Walmart really hasn't restocked any of the figures since uh, around Christmas time. So that's really good. Um, if you're interested in the retro collection that came back exclusively to Target, um, there is a rumor that we are getting the Empire Strikes Back with the 40th anniversary of Empire. Like the uh, 40 with the Luke with his saber in the air? Well, what it is is they basically remake the the original vintage collection. Right. Uh, looks like we're going to be getting a Luke Skywalker, a Bespin Luke Skywalker, a Lando, a Han Solo, a Princess Leia, a Boba Fett, and a Yoda. That's awesome. Um, these figures, I've actually seen a couple of them. And we, if you get the board game that comes with them, you actually get the exclusive Tarkin. Uh, but the last wave that came out, you know, if you just want, like, knockoff fake, you know, vintage collection. Personally, I, I prefer the real ones uh, from the 70s and 80s. Uh, it's they're, they're pretty decent figures. I mean, if you want that retro feel, uh, definitely a big thing for collectors. Uh, there is a new Funko Pop coming out. It's a Yoda with a hut. Oh, really? Yeah, it's actually, I've, I got pulled up on Yak Face here. Yak Face. Um, That's another great site. It really is. <laughs> um, most of my research comes through there. Uh, but the big news this week has been uh, they've confirmed 6-inch 40th anniversary Empire Strikes Back collection, but the 6-inch on the vintage card style. Um, so we'll be getting six figures. You'll be getting the Yoda, which is a repack from the original wave, I think, or wave two of Black Series. Uh, you're also getting – actually, I'm pretty sure all these are repacks. But you're getting them on the vintage card. So if you don't have the figure, this is a great time to get it again. Uh, we're also getting an AT-AT driver, which I'll definitely be picking up. Bespin Luke, a, you know, Empire Strikes Back uh, Han Solo with the blue jacket. Um and a Empire Strikes Back Leia in the Hoth uniform. So you can read. I, I suspect a big six inch diorama is going to be the kissing room on the Falcon. I really want. Um, Leia. And as for. I finally got the s- chopper. Yeah. Figure. As for six inch rumors, though, speaking of droids, um, apparently on Walmart.com, they have a listing that you can't order yet, but for a six inch deluxe edition imperial probe droid Ooh. now i'll have you know probe droids are probably one of my favorite things in star wars uh so if you can't find them it's because evan bought all of them yeah um but it is an interesting thing also if you are a mandalorian fan the carbonized mandalorian which is like a shiny mandalorian six inch figure is being restocked at targets as well oh boy. uh so that's uh, another interesting tidbit i guess for anybody looking to grab up that figure whether it's just for fodder or otherwise because i know a lot of people like to customize um so continuing on with more action figure news uh video game magazine game informer also voted black series as the uh, number one action figures for video games with their cal Kesta with the uh, black series figures that came out for fallen order 
so I had a chance to get the second sister Inquisitor. Beautiful figure. Um, so they came out with Cal Kestis, the Inquisitor, and they came out with one of the, uh, what are they called, Purge Troopers. Top of the line, uh, just top of the line figures all around. I mean, um, I'm sure it's easier to very model coveted. a figure after something that you literally had to model for a game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, uh, one of the big complaints is uh, the face on the Cal Kestis figure. It's always the faces. Um, well, the issue is, is that they couldn't do the live mapping that they do on the films. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a little bit of a challenge, but overall, I mean, I think they're they're great figures. What do you mean they his? It was literally him in the game. I know, but I guess the live mapping didn't work or something. I uh, mean, to make it on that tiny little thing, I can understand how the faces go awry. Yeah, I it, mean, the hair and everything else gives it away. Yeah, you just print out a picture of his face and put it on <laughs> it if you really want it that just bad. Tape it on. That's crazy that this black series for Fallen Order is getting like all this praise and everything. I really like his uh, Black Series figure. Well, yeah. the fact that the game did so well. Yeah, that too. I still need to There's play so it. I've heard so many mixed reviews for that game. It's not even funny. I feel like, like anything with Star Wars is going to be mixed. Oh, I I tell you what. I hate when I'm having a conversation with somebody and they're like, oh, you like Star Wars? They're like, what do you think of the new crappy movie? And I'm like, okay, please just stop talking. Yeah. And you don't start a conversation bashing that. It, like, I genuinely get irritated. Like, I was having a conversation with one of my friends who's been watching The Mandalorian. And she texted me and was like, so Django's a, uh, Django Fett's The Mandalorian. I was like, <laughs> shut up. I said, I hope you're joking. Django Fett died in episode two, like, 40 years before Mandalorian. She said, did he, though? And I was like, this stuff actually irritates me. Someone else, was, she was also telling me that somebody thought that the they were like, I don't think that's actually a like baby Yoda. I think it's somebody else that's <laughs> not. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me I right now. Like, dude, I stop knew it. Ta- just stop it's a talking. Baby Jawa in a mask. Yeah, I'm just like, thing. stop talking. At work, all of my team members at work know that I'm super into Star Wars because I don't stop talking about it. And a lot of them started to watch The Mandalorian because it was getting such praises and they saw pictures of baby Yoda and they wanted to watch it. And, um, so many times I had people come up to me and they're like, so wait, where's Boba Fett and stuff like this. <laughs> so and I'm like, frustrating. and I had to, I literally had to sit them down together and I'm like, this happens after, after. return of the Jedi. It's that is so not actually Yoda. Yoda is not alive. It is very frustrating. And that is a new Mandalorian. Yeah. Boba Fett is not the only Mandalorian. I just, and I know that it shouldn't bother me, but it does just because like I've devoted so much to like loving star Wars and, like I mean, I'm patient with people at th- and at first. Yeah, it just stuff like that's so irritating. It's like you you know better. Like you know better than to believe that that is a baby Yoda. Um, They're like talking about the fall of the empire already. Well, Yoda died before the fall of the empire. So what I do <laughs> appreciate about the Mandalorian and all these people now watching it that have maybe never really been that into Star Wars, is that it's bringing people in to watch other things. Like True. my roommate. And one of my closest friends are now watching through the Clone Wars. So um, good. And not just so they can understand more about Mandalorian, but because we get the new season next month. Um, And then they're going to be watching Rebels just so they understand because now that lore is mixed in with the the main TV show now. So it's just exciting to see all these people now that I can talk to about all this other stuff that I couldn't before, which I I appreciate. Uh, Well, that's another thing is that the... Mass 
doing of Star Wars like that. Um, now that you're going to be able to go and, for example, uh, I think it's estimated to come out in May. Yeah, right. May 2020. You're going to be able to get a six-inch Baby Yoda oh. figure. Um, oh, and Build-A-Bear's got their own Baby Yoda coming. <laughs> unpopular opinion of the day. Um, aside from me not thinking Attack of the Clones is the worst. Um, Baby Yoda's cute. I'm not gonna go buy toys of Baby Yoda. I'm I'm d- I'm I'm not gonna plast Baby Yoda everywhere. Good luck getting toys. I yeah, that's Baby true. Yoda. They're gonna be so overpriced. And you know what the weird thing is? I, so yesterday I go. I'm a, I'm a huge flea market guy. Really? So yesterday I decided we'll probably go into the flea market after this. Yeah, we are. Um, <laughs> I, you know I go and I I have my guys there. I got it's like I'm like a drug dealer. You know I gotta get my I gotta get it from my guy. Um, and that's why I go get all my action oh figures. He does. He has. That's he has. So they know him. It's yeah. I mean, it's bad. Like to the point where the guy's just like, "Yo, if you want to sort my boxes for me, I can give you a discount." I'm like, I don't have time for that. Um, there is one thing that I want to say when Emily was talking about the rise of Skywalker. Um, so when Ray heals Ben, yeah. Right after that, he no longer has the scar that was inflicted on him by Ray on Starkiller. That yeah, sucks. I've heard I've Scars heard people badass. bring that up, and um, my last watch through, I saw that too, and I thought that was really cool. And I think then, that also contributed to him yeah, outweighing the yeah, bad with the good. Definitely, she literally put the good into him. Yeah, and well, and then um, another thing <laughs> that like is just something that you could notice or not. Uh, when Ray ignites her lightsaber at the end, it flashes blue and green on the part before the emitter, Does right it before really? it turns yellow. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh. I love that she got a yellow saber. It was pretty nasty. So I'm just going to go through real quick so we can kind of start finishing off here. Or we just want a general discussion. Uh, as for figures coming out in the next six months, as of now, and this is basically pre-ToyCon. So, I mean, like they did the Darth Revan figure we were supposed to get in 2019. These may not happen. But you can also kind of see I where Disney's that. going with uh, some of this. So February, we're getting a bunch of... Uh, Black Series figures, uh, of which includes a two GameStop exclusives, one being a Heavy Assault Battle Droid from the popular Star Wars game Battlefront 2, um, a Jedi Darth Revan, which uh, you know I'll be picking up uh, like four of, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> one of my favorite characters. Um, we also, in that wave, will be getting a Attack of the Clones Geonosis Battle Droid. We will be getting a six-inch Plo Kloon, and then my favorite prequel Jedi of all time, a six-inch Kit Fisto. Oh, boy. Um, we also will be getting a six-inch Count Dooku, and it looks like they'll be restocking uh, the Knights of Ren, and I believe we'll also be getting six inches Attack of the Clones, Obi-Wan, and Anakin's. Um, w- so you, do you mean all of the Knights of Ren? No, 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 just, uh, just the one, one of them. Just the one that they released? Just the one they released. Uh, and it also looks like that'll also come with a repack, or like a redone Zori Bliss. So, uh, yeah. Oh, I completely forgot. We're also getting a six-inch Commander Bly for Clone Wars fans. Like basically, this whole wave's for Clone Wars fans. Do you know if there's so. a figure for the um, the clone that's on Camino that was used as like the maintenance guy because he was? You know something. No, I don't. Actually, I believe there is a three-inch figure for him. Really? Uh, Clone Wars was honestly one of the last to lines where they just pumped make... it full of just random stuff. Oh, okay. 
So I would not be surprised if he there is a three inch. That'd be really cool. Um, I was really sad when he died. But going into that though, Spoiler. we are three inch in the next few months. Uh, obviously, with uh, the 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back, we're going to be getting Lando, Luke, and Han in the three inch form. Uh, in May, we'll be getting the Mandalorian wave, which will have a. Are there any Jawas? They'll have a dirty storm. No, Jawas are out now, actually, in the vintage collection. <gasps> really? Yes. Why do you think I bought a sand crawler from Disney? Okay, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> do they come with the egg? They do not come with an egg, Uh-oh. but I'm sure you could get a quail egg if you really wanted to. Um, I'm dying. Just pickle a quail egg. <laughs> Keep it with Maybe I'll figures. make my own. It wouldn't be hard. Just put hair um, on it. But we do have. We are getting a Mandalorian Stormtrooper, which. I've already pre-ordered with, obviously, the Mandalorian as a, a vintage collection figure. And then we are getting a Cara Dune, who uh, is definitely one of the very coveted figures. Um, very excited. My sister can stop complaining that I don't have any female figures after this Disney buyout. I went from having, like, two girl action figures to I have piles of rays and fins. I mean, it's not even funny. I actually have piles of fins. Uh, moving on, though, in September of 2020 we are looking at a vintage collection clone trooper uh attack of the clones phase one clone trooper we are looking at a vintage collection wicket which is a repack of the really yes and it is i think it comes with his older hood too from rise of skywalker if i'm correct um some of the supposedly leaked images had him with the green hood so that's exciting uh and for your clone wars fans because they're really catering to you guys now We're getting Clone Wars, and this is great. We're getting the Clone Wars Obi-Wan, General Obi-Wan, and the Clone oh. Wars General Anakin Skywalker with yes. the armor. Um, yes. But being its vintage collection, it's stylized lifelike. Ugh, I'm so ready. So the faces on them are like A1, top of the line. And we are getting a repack of Darth Maul from The Phantom Menace. Ugh, I have the original. Take my money. I have the original legacy collection of this figure. Probably one of the. Now, I that's just my other guilty pleasures i also have a pile of darth mauls um i have a thing for guys that get cut in half uh <laughs> between him and snoke man uh but i do have a it's just it's a beautiful figure it rivals the training darth maul the shirtless darth maul that came out in the legacy collection as well um and it also comes i believe with his little binoculars and the little wrist gauntlet for his droids so I it, it overall is just an absolutely amazing figure uh only complaint is it does have a plastic hood as opposed to a soft good one but it honestly if it is the same figure it fits phenomenally do so i want to speculate for a minute yeah since we're wrapping up do you think we're gonna get to see maul in uh we already know seven? we are we, oh. how do we, has it been confirmed yes season seven. It, he fights ahsoka in the trailer oh it's been a minute since i've seen the trailer yes it's uh Oops. yeah Ignore me, fake fan over here. I watched the trailer right after the first episode of the podcast, and she's already she's already already out. (laughs) I'm already failing. Um, So yeah, there also is rumors uh, six inch wise that I have seen uh, that we may be getting a deluxe edition Mandalorian, which in my mind, so basically when Hasbro designs these things, they codename them, and the last Mandalorian was codenamed Huckabee. Now Huckabee's been used again, but it's in a deluxe edition. So I suspect we'll be getting a Mandalorian and like a baby Yoda in the little uh, case thing. So Bassinet. Bassinet. I don't um, know. Space Bassinet. Egg. I don't know. Egg. 
I don't know, man. Uh, I'm, I'm ready. So that's it for the... Uh, oh, toys. we do have one more. more. We do have one more little thing. Uh, for LEGO fans, there is a mobile game calling LEGO Star Wars Battles. Um, it's a mobile game that combines competitive combat, character collecting, and tower building with the classic charm and humor of LEGO. Basically, you lead your Star Wars characters into real-time multiplayer PvP battles in arenas inspired by iconic locations throughout the galaxy. Uh, collecting and upgrading characters and vehicles, you're going to get light and dark side access. And it seems like a type of almost like Clash of Clans. I was going to say, is it Clash type? Royale, Clash um, of Clans type thing? But they don't have too much about it. When does it come out? It does not say. I want to play that so bad. Uh, I I'm really excited. This is for the the article's from September third, twenty nineteen. So I suspect okay. it comes out soon. Yeah. Because uh, most of the stuff released then. I will say that the Lego Star Wars, uh, the complete Skywalker Saga that's Lego Star Wars game that's coming out. I'm looking it up um, right now. Yeah, it's it still doesn't. This year. Yeah, that's well, all I got. No, I know. I'm gonna tell you when it comes out. Oh no, I meant for the. Oh battles. okay. Yeah. So this game, it's supposed to come out this year, but there's no release date. However, if you go to Amazon and you. Uh, opt to pre-order it it says that the release is december 31st of 2020 no no that's not a, that's not an actual date that that's the spot that they're so you got to be careful with amazon yeah i know you got to be careful the end of the year but i'm There's just no like way. i'm just like no way that it actually goes that we wait that long however they do have to wait because they couldn't make like the they can't they couldn't finish the game because they can't get this. Disney needed it's that disconnect between the toy companies and Disney. Well, well, and I don't blame them because so many times Legos are released and they give a spoiler to a character or somebody from Star Wars. That happened in The Last Jedi and it happened in The Force Awakens that characters or Legos were released and it was like, who's this character? The character's shown with something before the movie comes out. So. So I know I that Lego's done a bad job at that. Even with Marvel, they're really bad about it with Marvel too. I don't Marvel, know. I have separate issues with the Legos with Marvel because most of them don't. Even oh, I'm not saying I like the Lego. They're, they're like nothing to do with the movie half the time. She's like, hey, we give. I, you know what they should have made the Thanos copter. Um, <laughs> I'm mad they never made that. Here's my thing. I don't know if it's quite a disconnect like you keep saying between Disney and the toy companies. I think Disney, there's a lot of brands that are doing this now with exclusivity. And Disney is a huge thing about exclusivity. They want to be able to make the money off of it first and then let other people make money well, off of it. Well, the issue is, too, is, you know, Star Wars is the most most successful toy brand in Since history. 1977. Since his- in history. <laughs> it really is. Um, it is. Actually, believe it or not, the only rival it has is My Little Pony. Strangely I'm not surprised. enough, um, I'm not surprised at all. But it's it's really fascinating. I guess you could argue GI Joe, which brings up another interesting point that I was going to save till next week. But Hasbro sold GI Joe to another company, the company that makes the Fortnite figures. No, so because I know all about Fortnite. There's well, I'm just <laughs> saying they actually make decent figures. Um, but Hasbro also bought Death Row Records, which is an entertainment company. So there's rumors that Hasbro is going to shift its mo to entertainment and sell off all the licensing it has, which means, really? you know, after, you know, what you we have, 30 years of Star Wars action figures being under Hasbro Kenner, it might go off to some other company. Uh, Didn't you mention to me before that um, Kenner was making a return? Kenner is actually making a bit of a return, yes. 
Um, but they're eh, the problem is the toy industry is just dying in general. Yeah. Um, Except for people like you. <laughs> well, it it goes more into collectibles, which is why the six inch line is so healthy and you know full of vigor. Right. Um, full of figure. <laughs> vigor, but not figure. <laughs> um, but it, it is an interesting thing to see. I'm, you know, my personal opinion. What happens happens. Obviously, I have no control over it. Um, I think anybody who would remove the three inch line from existence is the biggest idiot out there. Um, I mean, like I said, it's been the most popular line of figures since 1977. Uh, you don't, I mean, when they went to five point of articulation, when Disney first bought it, you know, okay, nobody was happy about that. In fact, they had so many left over, they painted them gold and are now selling them at Walmart. Um, so it's, 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 it is what it is. What are you going to do about it? You know, and that's how I've been with most of these things, you know, it's just, it is what it is. So, well, I think that was a pretty solid first run. I'm sure, you know, these episodes will get better. We also are missing one person. Yeah, we, we have Blake, um, AKA magic hat here at wicked. That's uh, also going to be joining us. He had some other stuff come up. Totally. Okay. He'll be hopefully joining us next week to add an even more knowledge to our star Wars podcast. But I think that's it for us. Cole, you have anything else to add? I do not have anything else to add. All right. This was a fun first episode. Thank you everybody for listening. Uh, we, uh, we'll be doing this weekly, um, and hopefully continuing it longer than just a couple weeks. And may the force be with you. This has been Voices of the Outer Rim.